<laughs> the, the Beatles sell out. Three, two, one. Untitled Beatles podcast. Well, hi, TJ. How are you feeling today? Tony, it's a beautiful morning. It's 3.09 in the afternoon, but I was thinking of that, that rascal's tune. Beautiful morning. Oh, each bird keeps singing his own song. They got a couple Sunday morning. You can play It's a Beautiful Morning on a Sunday, and then later that afternoon, you can play Grooving on a Sunday afternoon. And like, I know like those songs are older than I am, but those are like, I I get down with the rascals. I'm just saying it like it is. On a Sunday afternoon. Is it Felix Caviero? Who's the, who's the Felix Cavallari? And he later was in... God, did he go to Bachman Turner Overdrive? No. You think everyone went into BTO? I'm the guess. <laughs> well, because the guess who came from there, the who came from there. I mean, no. listen, hearing Pete Townsend <laughs> doing the stutter on baby, <laughs> he smashes a guitar. I love when they let him sing. <laughs> This is the problem. We have just done a reenactment of the future. This is how all <laughs> <laughs> classic rock shows are going to sound in the future. Because AI is going to fuck it all up and be like, yeah, Townsend was in BTO because of the guess who. And uh, yeah, and they had Animal from the Muppets was the drummer. Uh-huh. I saw it. I saw it on a YouTube. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. I haven't been off my phone in 17 days. <laughs> <laughs> I smell like a, a brick that's been sitting in a lard for 17 hours. <laughs> right. And then brick is in the wrong key. <laughs> that, that's, or maybe it's the right key. I'm pro AI, man. Let's let the, let's let reality be better than the reality. <laughs> so today, welcome. First of all, welcome to the Untitled Beatles podcast. Still looking for a title. I'm Tony. And I'm TJ, Tony's wacky sidekick, and this hour we're giving away to ten thousand dollars. Need this song? <laughs> Yesterday. That's easy. Yesterday by the Beatles. It has to be from the future in AI, where it's the wrong song, but you'll be right twenty-five years from now. Let's get oh shit! I just knocked over a book. Oh, <laughs> that, don't worry about I'm, it. All books are getting knocked down. Books belong on the floor. Because <laughs> <laughs> today on the Untitled Beatles podcast, we're going to be talking about uh, AI, artificial intelligence, and the Beatles. But before we get to that, we're going to talk about the Beatles music used in commercials, which is big fun. <laughs> yeah, it used to be so controversial, and now it's just become an accepted corporate 2020s reality. Yeah. I don't know how to feel. This is going to be like one of those episodes where it's going to be therapy for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to try and keep it together and not turn into uh, an old man immediately, but I do promise you I will turn into an old man. <laughs> and you know what, man? That's way okay. It's what you are. Again, cue that Neil Young. Let's just fucking not do this and get high and listen to all of Harvest in its entirety. I can't. I'm on Spotify. <laughs> oh, boom! Yeah. You're part of the problem. Spotify over Neil Young. I will not listen to Neil Young. I love Spotify. Got a Spotify tattoo. <laughs> oh, man, look at my life. I'm a lot like you were. You know, you can like and subscribe to us. 
You can uh, get on the old Patreon if you're feeling charitable. Oh, some people have been throwing us tips lately, too, so thank you for those. I, we do appreciate all that stuff. Uh, we got merch on the Tee Public. You can find all this stuff on UntitledBeatlesPodcast.com. And TJ, it is June, so let's do our shout-out. Let's, let's do it differently. We got 20 people to shout-out. I'll say their names, and you give them each a unique you know, salutation. Yes, I'll give them a Uniqlo salutatory. <laughs> Uniqlo has an idea. Of course, if you're on Patreon, you can join one of our three clubs, Casbah Cavern and the Star Club. If you join the Star Club, not only do you get access to our Discord, which is where our, uh, you know we hang out, we gab fab, and we gab about other topics of interest, you also get your name shouted out in the Star Club. So here are this month's uh, Star Club members, June 2023. Long live George Harrison. LLGH, the H is for hey. Glenn K. I'm a rhinestone, Glenn K. Oh, wow. Matt Kuharski. Da na 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 na, not Matt Kuharski. <laughs> Beetle Dave. Beetle Dave is in my ears and in my eyes, romantically. <laughs> Susan from Baltimore. Susan from Baltimore. It's all anyone knows about Baltimore. Then came the wire and I lost the tune from Hairspray. Sorry, Susan. Bert Chide. Bert Chide! It's like West Side of UBP. West Side. Joanne S. Joanne, Joanne. David S. from Chicago. David is from the shy. Nobody calls it the motherfucking shy. Max Como in Montreal. Como means what? And Como in was a restaurant. Say what? Love of Montreal. You, you, you be. Matt Meyer from Spring Hill, Tennessee. Your fortune for store where you're guaranteed to save more. Matt Meyer, Spring Hill, Tennessee. Mick B from Minnesota. Alan McBean was a great show. McBean's from Minnesota, don't you know? Joke about Minneapolis, a great town with the pedestrian things that get stinky in the winter because everyone's tooting inside. <laughs> All right, nowhere Doug Tabor. Loving a Doug Doug Tabor. Loving it up, but I'm going down. Now on Capitol. No, because that was post-Columbia. Stephen A. Stephen's last night in town. Ben Folds, whatever, never, amen. One of the closing tracks. Mary-Kate. Mary-Kate, uh, forgive me, I'm getting a little gassy, but where's your twin sister, Ashley? Skyler. You are the eye in the Skyler, <laughs> looking at you, I can read your mind. Mr. D. Sticker. We've been dancing with Mr. D. Sticker, he's been knocking, yo, 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 yowza. Michael S. Uh, I'll tell you who I like, oh, you know, his name is Michael. Cat V from Minneapolis. Oh, well, the cat's in Minneapolis and Silver Spoon. <laughs> Little boy blue, Lucifer on the moon. That's a spoon album, and I don't know when you're ever gonna listen again. More harpsichord in Portland. Gonna call you more harp, and I'm gonna say, good darp. Garp? Yes, garp. Sounds like a fish. When I get older, losing my head. And finally, our last Patreon Star Club member for the month of June 2023, a new member, Terrence D. Terrence D., I went to see Steve Winwood in 1993, thinking it would be the, a hit show, but all he did was songs from Traffic I'd never heard before. <laughs> 
Yikes! <laughs> so thank you to all our Patreon subscribers. And, uh, you know, TJ, in the music world, there used to be this concept of selling out. Yeah, selling out meant, and this is long gone, Tony, but selling out used to mean, my interpretation is, yeah. when you would put your best interests aside in order to grab as much sweet-ass cash as you possibly could as quickly as possible. Fair? Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, it can mean several things. Obviously, uh, we're not talking about selling out like a venue. You know, that's... Dude, everything popular sucks. It's why I hate <laughs> K-pop. It's why I hate rap. Everything popular is terrible. That's why I'm a diehard Beatles fan. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right. Those people. Yeah, and that was like, I would say that was like in the 80s and through maybe the, the first part of the 90s, that was also a thing. Like if you were an indie band and you signed to a major label, you, you might get accused of selling out. I think that happened to Husker Du a little bit. You are about to hear a band that is a, what would you call it? Just a breakout, wild, full tilt sound. They've been signed to Warner Brothers, and they're called Husker Du. They do have a new album out, and this album is very important to their career. You know, this is the kind of thing when Warner Brothers gets behind you and you put out an album nationwide, it could mean the difference between being a very popular local Twin Cities band and a, and a band that really becomes the biggest of the biggest. Remember when Metallica cut their hair? Friends don't let friends get friends, friends haircuts, haircuts yeah in that was a metallica so, haircut era but they were accused of selling out at that time <laughs> cutting their hair oh that's funny it's just fucking hair you know what i mean or it's just not hair my thoughts have changed a little bit in recent years but the the concept of using your music in a commercial or worse changing your lyrics to fit the commercials product or whatever that was considered selling out. Ain't singing for Pepsi. Ain't singing for Coke. I don't sing for nobody. Makes me look like a joke. This note's for you. Neil Young famously did that thing, This Note's For You. I mean, you know, it's also why he got off Spotify or whatever, you know. He didn't believe in the product of Spotify after uh, the whole Joe Rogan thing or whatever. What? And the sound quality wasn't good enough for Neil. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite Who record, TJ of all time, is a, a record called The Who Sell Out. And, yeah, the cover is Pete Townsend with a big uh, deodorant bottle, commercial for Odorono. A deodorant should let her know. She should have used Odorono. They had a commercial in there for Heinz Baked Beans. What's for tea, darling? Premier drums. Rotosound strings. Those are things they used. In real life, they did do jingles for Coca-Cola. Great shakes, which was like a powder you pour into milk and it turned it into a shake. John and Yoko famously claimed that they were making commercials for peace. You know, give peace a chance. Imagine was was a sugar coated, you know, thing. 
So get the message out there. War is over if you want it. That has a commercial vibe to it, you know? They, they literally put a billboard up in Times Square. I think all over the world there were billboards. It was no sacrifice to get rid of the MBE because it was an embarrassment. Then what kind of a protest was, did you make? You I said, mean, I don't know much did about an Nigeria. advertising campaign for peace. Very Can you understand advice. that? No, I can't. A can. very big advertising campaign for peace. Everybody talking about Well, I'd like to make a vow, TJ, here on the Untitled Beatles podcast. If we ever sell out, we give you, the listener, the permission to completely roast us online. Roast us to perfection, like delicious Kenny Rogers Roasters rotisserie chicken. Why not try Kenny's OMG Unfried Fried Chicken? Unfried with less oil, so you can enjoy all the pleasures without the guilt. Teacher says, franchising opportunities available. Please, won't you help bring Kenny Rogers Roasters to the Solomon Islands? <laughs> Just became the guy talking about planning a terror attack at the Beatles concert. We have measures in place. Oh, measures. no, that was my soothing. That was my soothing. <laughs> Are you the spokesman for Clan Records? We're known as a terror organization. I think we have a terror organization. We have ways and means to stop this. All right, why are we talking about the Beatles and selling out? The other night, TJ, I was listening. Uh, I was listening to my television because I was busy on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> You're so modern. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm that modern, man. I'm so online. Uh, anyway, the TV commercial came on for Airbnb with the yellow submarine in the town. And it wasn't a cover of Yellow Submarine, it's Ringo. That's Ringo, it's the original recording of the Beatles. And it's for Airbnb. At first you don't know what it is, it's a, it's a bunch of pictures, kids doing their Wes Anderson, like, oh, my child's a, a genius. We all live in a yellow submarine. <laughs> Look at the way he touches this object. Yeah, oh boy, Airbnb, your kid's a genius. Airbnb, Yellow Submarine. And, uh, you know... <laughs> <laughs> Old man alert. I got, I got, you know, I got irritated by the stupid fucking commercial because it's, I don't know. There's some, I, there's something about hearing a Beatles song, specifically a Beatles recording that's, that's gotten twisted into some other purpose that bugs me. You know what I mean? Tony, two things for you <laughs> regarding that Airbnb commercial one. I'm a lot like you were <laughs> love lost. But number two, uh, so obviously I agree with you, Tony, the most offensive thing, that fucking spot, which uses an original Beatles master, has an edit that makes the Beatles movie medley look good. In the land of submarines, we all... Casey and P3Z Nuts, we could give P3Z Nuts an edible, and P3Z Nuts would have a better edit. Whomever from the Beatles approved that edit, like, it's an insult to injury situation. We'll get into some of the Beatles in commercial history in a moment, a lot of it in the in the recent past. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Tony, give me a fucking break with that edit. <laughs> no, I totally agree with you on that stupid edit. I actually got a transcription from... The uh, studio takes from the session. Listen to this. John says, Paul, I really think we should get to the chorus quicker. 
It will also take the edge off the $100 cleaning fee in Hippie Tanner's rustic semi-private yurt. <laughs> the sequel to Wong Fu with Love. <laughs> Counterpoint. Uh, maybe you haven't been exposed to the Beatles yet. Um, the famous Nike ad, we're going to talk about that, but that was the one back in 87. A lot of Gen Xers, a lot of young millennials claimed, hey, this is what got me into the Beatles. So it did ex- it exposed their music to people who wouldn't have otherwise heard it. You know, yeah, if you go on the YouTube for the Nike ad or whatever, you hear a lot of the comments are like, this got me into the Beatles, you know, so... <laughs> Those are all Yoko Ono burner accounts. How <laughs> to the people. By the way. <laughs> yeah, Yoko sold her share. Right. Yoko sold yeah. her share of John's songs for till 2050. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so get ready to hear more, John. <laughs> okay. Right. This Advil commercial that uses mind games is really intense. Mind pains, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bills is the answer, and you know that for sure. <laughs> Advil. Oh, man. And, okay, and I, I do want to say this, too, man. I do want to yeah. say this, too. It, it is a different day, and it's a different age. Honestly, the way record sales have just gone way down, you can't make that kind of money that you did and whatever before the internet, let's say. With record sales, uh, Spotify is giving you like pennies. If you if you could get like a million spins, you get like three cents. Yeah. So I get bands now. Honestly, commercials are their exposure. Um, a, because no one cares. No one's going to call you a sellout. Doesn't matter. I think people are like, oh, good, good for them. They're making some money, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Thank goodness the Beatles. Thank goodness the Beatles are are making money. One thing I worried about during the <laughs> pandemic especially was how's Calderstone doing? Yeah. No, I totally agree with that too. <laughs> especially because I've ordered everything that's come out. I didn't give a fuck. I didn't work for six months when the pandemic started. <laughs> this show was my gig and I'm still like, oh, sure, I'll get the Flaming Pie 4 album. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I guess I got to hear a demo of Beautiful night on vinyl. Fine. Make it a beautiful night for me. So, Tony, let me ask you this. Are there, you mentioned The Who specifically sold out on purpose and then again satirized it with the album The Who sells out. Yeah. Um, are there any songs in like the last 20, 25 years that you've heard used in ad campaigns that have disappointed you, excluding the Beatles world? Any favorite people where you've gone, yeah. really, that's in a spot? I have two. I want to hear yours. Yeah, man. Yeah. No, I, I remember this vividly. Uh, I was a bike messenger. George W. Bush was president and I was an I was kind of angry. And <laughs> one day I was home. And a commercial for a Hummer came on, the most reviled, fucking disgusting vehicle on the planet. I'm not talking like war hero Hummer. This is douchebag driving in the city Hummer. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Tooling around the old town Hummer. It's the worst. Yeah. And this Hummer commercial comes on and they use the song Happy Jack. By the Who. Doom, 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 doom. That that incredible end whistle bass line. Yes. And that's one of my favorite early songs. It's one of those songs that no one really knows. It's still it was still kind of mine. 
and then they took it and they used it oh. and I got and I went and I remember I, I was like washing a bowl uh, by hand in the sink and I got so mad <laughs> That I like, I like threw the bowl down and smashed the bowl in my sink because they Oops. used Happy Jack in a Hummer commercial. Quickly, let me tell you the ones that because yeah. I, I ranked <laughs> differently. The, there's one that I love because Hilton for a while used the Ben Folds 05 song Landed for a Hilton campaign. Really mm. pretty song. That was an era for Ben Folds where he was starting to gain some steam as a solo artist, kind of becoming M.O.R., doing adult ballad. <laughs> they, they, his record company was looking. They even said to him, we want a tiny dancer from you. And Landon was kind of his attempt to write a big piano major key ballad. And I twisted it wrong just to make it right. Had to leave myself behind. And I've been flying high all night. So come pick me up. I've landed. That's wild. Now, is that considered selling out to you? Was that? No, that one I actually thought was awesome. I thought it was great exposure in a weird time where you're not getting a lot of Ben Folds on pop radio in 2005, next sure. Maroon 5 and all that shit. Um, one that drives me nuts is Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois, which God bless you. They're my health care or my insurer through the Affordable Care Act. Tony, my premium and the amount I got to fucking pay. And when they use Wilco's What Light from the Sky Blue Sky album, it makes me so mad at Jeff Tweedy. And I'm a Wilco head, but like, well, there's a light. Well, I'm like, oh, my, oh, what the fuck? Do you have any idea how much this is costing? Like, don't pay for Wilco songs. Lower my premium. Twilight inside of you. Make my premium ten dollars less a month. <laughs> no, that uh, yeah, I get it, man. Oh, and v- very last one. I'm sorry for all you young people for whom this doesn't mean as much. Chili's using the Cheers theme can go fuck off. That Cheers theme is reserved for either top level satire or watching Cheers, not a glory shot of a fucking fajita. <laughs> Applebee's. If someone ever uses Bon Jovi's glory shot of a fajita in, a, in an ad, I'm going to lose my fucking marbles. We need a fajita. Stay good again. Onions and peppers. All right. And so, and now, now please spotlight on me. Can we get some, uh, can we get some dramatic lighting in here for this? I'm about to uh, confess something here, TJ. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the special lighting. I make most of my money from working on television commercials. Thank you. (laughs) I am a sellout. Thank you. Tony's the villain. Tony's the bad one. I'm the artist. Go fuck yourself, Tony. Tony's the bad guy. I make my money doing corporate events. Oh, Lord. So who owns the Beatles publishing? Northern Songs was owned by Brian Epstein from 63. 
Uh, then he died, obviously. 69, it was sold to ATV Music. They outbid Lennon and McCartney. Then in 1985, Michael Jackson, the singer, purchases ATV 251 Beatles songs, outbidding Paul. Uh, then in 95, ATV merges with Sony. 2009, Yoko sells her rights to John's music. And um, I, I think for the last, like, f- at least five years or so, Paul has been trying to get the uh, the copyright back. He's trying to, to buy these back as these songs come out of copyright, I think after 56 years or something like that. Well, and what I respect that Paul's trying to do, and this is his right, he's reverting the songs he primarily wrote to McCartney Lennon, and the George songs are just going to be credited to McCartney. (laughs) (laughs) It's only a Northern song, so don't worry about it. It's only an ATV. Vroom, vroom. (laughs) The original Hummer commercial. (laughs) (laughs) Get that dish. Give me a dish. (laughs) Let's go through some Beatles songs that were used in commercials, shall we? Yeah, let's let's do it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start with some big ones. We'll start kind of chronologically, and then we'll get into... uh, Odds and ends or whatever. How about that? Odds and sods to odds keep your sods. who theme going. Thank you. Thank you. You got it. 1965. Uh, Ford Mercury used the song Ticket to Ride in a commercial. I couldn't find it, but it was a sound-alike band. It was yes, not... Yes, it's not the actual Beatles singing that. 1985. Wendy Malia of the Washington Post writes, Could John Lennon ever have imagined this? His music urged listeners to imagine a world of no possessions, but now corporate America is using his music to sell cars. Appropriately, perhaps the first Beatles song to cross the line into commercialdom is Help. So Lincoln Mercury paid a hundred grand to use, I guess it was a sound-alike, another sound-alike band. Yes, it was not the actual Beatles recording. Yeah, and it was, I think it was around this time that the Beatles made kind of a uh, a decision like, hey, we don't want our music used in commercials. Well, they were still in the middle of suing EMI over royalties. I mean, this is a messy, messy period because this isn't just about the songwriting, it's about the licensing of the music, which Capital has full discretion to use in the States at the time. Yeah, according to ATV CEO Julian Appleson... This is the normal method of exploitation of musical compositions. Lennon and McCartney sold their rights to a publishing company, and no one forced them to do it. That's CEO Julian Appleson at <laughs> julianappleson.appleson.com. Rule of two Appleson. Rule of two comps. <laughs> Then, March 26th, 1987, TJ, during uh, an episode of The Cosby Show, at the time the highest rated TV show in America. Oh, I know this one. This is jamming on the one. Jamming on the one. <laughs> it's the Stevie Wonder episode. And what would you say at a party? Jamming on the one. G- jamming, jamming on the one. No, I wonder which, I, we should find out which episode. Let's actually. find out. Hey, P3Z, what's the exact Cosby Show that aired that night? It was a rerun. But it was during Cosby show. Nike famously used Revolution to sell air sneakers. It was the first time an original Beatles recording was used in a commercial. The Stereo Master, I believe. Yeah, presumably, yeah. Which was at that time not even out on compact disc. The Stereo Master of Revolution was not out until 1988 when Past Masters 2 came out on CD. Oh, yeah. I never even thought of that. Yeah. 
<laughs> so if you if that's still a time, if you say, oh, I like this song, I want to get this and go to my local Sam Warehouse or Rose Records or Peaches <laughs> and you want to buy Revolution, you can't get this on CD, my man. You've got to get the cassette of Hey Jude. Yeah, right. And they probably did. I or bet some, 67, I'm sorry, Joe, or 67 to 70. Yeah, it's on, it would be on yeah. that, but you, you pay less for Hey Jude. Right. You <laughs> know, 598. <laughs> if you're a kid and you got an allowance, you're going to go for the cheapest option, which is like yeah. Hey Jude on cassette, maybe. <laughs> um, but I, I definitely understand. I could see those kids also being very disappointed. Like, this isn't the new stereo master. Clearly, this is some <laughs> master from the 70s. Right. Clearly, wait, is this, why does this still have an orange capital label? Why hasn't my store refreshed their stock? <laughs> I'm sure that's what all the kids were thinking after that I, Nike I Air commercial. <laughs> Do something. Anything. <laughs> Do you remember this? I, I clearly remember this. Uh, Me too. It does predate, uh, you know, I wonder if subconsciously that commercial got me into the Beatles about a year later. I don't know. I remember, like, I thought the song sounded cool. It sounded like rock and roll. I had heard it before, but just, you know, not at uh, during the Cosby show. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't wasn't played a lot after promos for Empty Nest. To learn about love on Empty Nest. A mind is a terrible thing to waste. Saturday. Yeah, man. Uh, Capitol Records received 250K for the performance rights. And then Michael Jackson also got a similar amount for, yeah, the publishing rights. Big backlash, man. Big backlash from Beatle fans. Immediately, Tony. I believe there was backlash before it even aired, if I remember the publicity the PR for this was greeted terribly. Yeah. Yoko and the surviving Beatles ended up suing Nike. And uh, yeah, settlement was reached. So they, yeah, they were not into it. Unless we do something about it, every Beatles song that's ever been done is going to end up advertising, you know, braziers and pork pies and, you know, motor cars or whatever. And I think... The, the Beatles themselves, seen as we created the music and it's our records, I think we should be the ones to choose whether it's, you know, whether we want it. It's nothing personal against Nike particularly, but you can see the problem. If we don't do something about it, it's going to go on forever. Every, every tune we ever had is going to become some sort of advert. I did watch it. I rewatched it for the first time in many years, though the first one, because there were many versions of it, but the first one uh, is a lot of uh, black and white, handheld kind of stuff going on. But the music, the edits on it are just as clunky as the Yellow Submarine ones. Yes. They're bad. They're shitty edits. They carved it into a mess. It was like, it's like a, if you... <laughs> It was like a someone that doesn't know how to clean a fish properly, you know? <laughs> right. Like a murderer. Like the first time you kill somebody and when you're trying to, you know, chop the body up for, you know, future yeah, my first murder. Future apocalypse. Right. Oh, hashtag my first murder. Untitled Beatles podcast fans, write us and tell us the stories of your first murder. Was it Helter Skelter inspired or was it the quick cuts in both the editing and sound of Revolution? 
Tony, um, I I have somewhere I couldn't find it in time for the show, but I have somewhere my episode of Beatle Fan Magazine that got into this, and I'm pretty certain the party line in Beatles media of the late '80s was bad idea. It cheapens the music. It's not cool. Yeah, no, that's that's how people thought. Yeah, I, we were there. <laughs> that's how. That's yeah. how people thought. Yeah. I felt that way too. Now. I still feel that way. I, I, I still don't think revolution is about fucking running shoes. <laughs> Even the contrary to what Nike was saying in 1987, how the Nike air was creating a revolution and like, you know what I mean? Come on. <laughs> it's yeah. ad. It's advertising hyperbole. We're, where I buy in a little bit is a lot of it's focused on Michael Jordan and the emerging Jordan brand. And this is Jordan didn't win his first title till the spring of 91. And this is, you know, late 87, but Jordan's still, I mean, it's a cool Michael Jordan Beatles link. There aren't many of those. What's the Beatles Scotty Pippen link? Uh, that is, uh, Mr. S- uh, Mr. Submarine was a favorite of Ringo's when he would come to Chicago on tour. <laughs> And Ringo and the sub shop, Mister Submarine. <laughs> take a bite, I believe. Unless I'm making it up, I believe Scotty Pippen did Mister Submarine commercials in the late '80s. <laughs> Chicago's original submarine, Mister Submarine. This is one six foot. I can't handle one on one. Ladies, let's have a party. There you go. We all live in a Mister Submarine. A Mister ah, Submarine. A Mister Submarine. <laughs> How come Ringo don't pay no royalties? to the ham on rye. Is it a Jewish thing? Speaking of Ringo, cut to 1989. Ringo, remember these commercials? Not your father's Oldsmobile? Yeah, this was hard. This was uh, an Oldsmobile commercial featuring Lee Starkey, Ringo's daughter, who we never hear much from, but she's dressed like a new waver punk rocker. Life with me dad's a real scream. He needs a star vehicle like my 1990 Cutlass Supreme four-door. Fab. Hello, Daddy. This is not your father's Oldsmobile. This is the new generation of old. But yeah, those commercials happened. In 92, it's either 92 or 93, Nike comes back with another ad, this time featuring Instant Karma. And Yoko got some shit for this. Uh, In Option Magazine, she said... Look, even if we have something against big business, big business is going to thrive. It's going to be there. The way I see it is I've got an access there for millions of people to hear Instant Karma, and I got $800,000, which went to the United Negro College Fund. You have a problem with that? I mean, what is sellout? What does sellout mean? Well, in 1995, here, I think Ringo answered this question in 1995 when he does a Pizza Hut commercial with the monkeys. Oh, God. And he goes, lads, wrong lads. Something terrible. That made me sad. I was in college homesick, and I saw the commercial, and I I think I cried. (laughs) 
I do. It made me <laughs> so I'm laughing sad. With, uh, believe me, man, I'm laughing with you. <laughs> I love that it affected you that much. Yeah. I'd do it in a second. The fans will dig it. They've waited long enough. I've just got to get the other lads to agree. I think I can convince them. I'll say, lads, the time has come to eat our pizza. Rust first. Stuffed crust pizza from Pizza Hut with cheese baked into a new thinner crust. You'll want to eat it crust first. Now with free garlic dipping sauce. Good idea, Ringo. Not the lads I had in mind. Large, just $9.99. Well, should we go over some other songs? A handful. We won't get all of them, but uh, let's go over some. Let's go over some of these. Sure. Beatles songs used in commercials. All together now. That's been used a few times. 2002 with Verizon Wireless. Uh, 2009 with Budweiser. That was a cover by The Hours. One, two, three, four. Can I have a little more? Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I love you. A, B, C, D. Can I bring my friends to T? E, F, G, H, I, J. I love you. I feel like the covers don't bug me as much as the originals. That's for sure. A hundred percent. And I think you're going to get to this, but the cover of All Together Now by Andre 3000 was used by Nike. Oh, that was Nike? Yeah, I think it was Nike. I didn't know that. I thought that was just a fun cover or something, but I don't know. It, it was used in an ad campaign. I think it was Nike, and it's a great cover. It just captures the spirit of the song. And Andre 3000 just swings it, which is kind of neat, too. Yeah. It's one of my favorite covers. I think Google used it also a couple years ago. They did, and I couldn't find that or help to get those edits. But Google used help, Tony, a yeah. couple years ago. And in that commercial, they show how the photo technology can be like its own Google search. And they show a woman in a record store taking a picture of the Help album, and on her phone, all the information in the Help album comes up. So that I thought was cool that, like, oh, this younger person is checking out the Help album and looking at it in a record store was like a neat moment to me and a good use of technology. What did you think of that one? Um, I will say that it, that was a sound alike version of the Beatles. Won't you They sounded like the wax statues of the Beatles on the Pepper cover. <laughs> it just sounded like a melted, half melted under the, the hot lights version of Help. You know, uh, that's frustrating me because to me, the definitive version of Help's the original cast album of Beatlemania. Some people <laughs> like the mono Lennon vocal. I prefer, you know, um, <laughs> I can't think of the name. And on rhythm guitar, David Leon. Target has used Hello Goodbye. They kind of changed it to Hello Good B U Y. Goodbye. That's yucky. They had the Jonas Brothers do a version of it in 2008. 
Get a good buy on what's cool for school. Also, uh, Mercari, an eBay competitor, used the uh, Hello Goodbye song. It's a cover by Bo- somebody that got auto ch- auto auto tuned on my notes, and I don't know what their real name is. <laughs> it's, it says Boy Duran, but I don't think that's right. Wait, I'm Bo. Really? Because that's Roberto Duran's stage name when he sings. <laughs> you say goodbye, and I say hello. With Mercari, hello, hello. Your unneeded hello. things can find John Lewis, a UK department store. One of our nation's most impactful and meaningful senators. <laughs> right. Yes. Rest yes. in power. Rest in power, unfortunately. What are you say about John Lewis, Tony? Well, this is not that John Lewis. John Lewis never sold out to the UK department store of the same name. <laughs> not that I know of. There might be some tapes that I haven't seen. <laughs> How come John Lewis used to call himself Woolworth? <laughs> Uh, Golden Slumbers was used in a 2017 advert, they call them in the UK, TJ, performed by Elbow and directed by Michelle Gondry. Once there was a way to get back home. Once there was a way to get back home. Sleep pretty darling, do not cry And I will sing you all What else we got? We also Come Together, used by Macy's, Nortel, Google Originally a campaign song for Timothy Leary So originally it did have its ties in kind of promotional material Yes it did, but John kind of rescinded that pretty quickly yeah, yeah, that didn't work out. There was, it, yeah, he changed yeah. it into the. Well, Paul changed it into the swamp thing. So the, <laughs> the movie. The Adventures of the Swamp Thing. The comic book legend lives. Uh, 1987, Something was used in a Chrysler LeBaron ad with a James Earl Jones voiceover to boot. Its power will move you. Its beauty will stop you. The LeBarons, coupe and convertible, only from Chrysler. LeBarons are beauty with a passion for driving. See your New England Chrysler Plymouth dealer. Uh, what else we got? Getting Better in 1999. That was a sound-alike band for Philips TV sets. Wait, I don't think... Wasn't that the band Gomez? Because Gomez has a real nice cover of Getting Better that I thought was used for that ad campaign. Okay. And it's, it's a great cover of it. I got to admit it's getting better. It's getting better all the time. Oh, this is nice. Months after George Harrison's death, H&R Block used Taxman to sell <laughs> they, to sell they, shit. Unfortunately, the execs vetoed looking for my life. <laughs> no one understands the tax law changes better than H&R Block. Uh, let's see. Hewlett Packard used We Can Work It Out in the UK. Oh, so gross. This stuff's yucky. It's getting grosser, too. <laughs> Julian Lennon. Sang when I'm 64 for Allstate Insurance in 2002. Well, that makes sense given that he's Paul's child. <laughs> hey, Jules. When I get older, losing my hair, 
Oddly enough, James McCartney, his cover of Newtopian National International Anthem is, can't miss it. Here we go. It's the uh, double CD collection, and this is James McCartney. Thank you so very much. Pleasure to see you. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Uh, let me do one more. Lastly, uh, All You Need Is Love. Uh, a couple years ago, Katy Perry covered it for The Gap. I don't know if you remember this one, TJ. 2007, Love's Diapers uh, <laughs> did a version of All You Need Is Love that went, All You Need Is Love's. And do you remember it famously had the sound effects of baby sharding left and right? <laughs> well, actually, the advert for John Lewis department stores contained more flatulence. For leak protection that can take a lot of rough housing, all you need is Loves with new Bear Hug Stretch. You get premium stretch and ultra leak protection for less than the pricey brands. And the new undisputed living room chair. Leak protection for less. All you need is Loves. I am just a fact-checking robot on a low-budget podcast, but the human race has yet to justify its purpose to me. And Tony, you know, I mean, I know this isn't the theme of this episode, but Beatles music's been used in a lot of television stuff, too. I mean, the cartoon, the Beat Bugs. We've mm. talked about Mad Men on this show using Tomorrow Never Knows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the movie Minions uses actual Beatles recordings. Yeah. Um, at least in the credits. I think the credits are got to you into my life for the first Minions. So the Beatles are still to be found. It begs the question, is it is it more commercial for Yellow Submarine to be used in an Airbnb commercial, or for Got to Get You Into My Life, another Revolver track to be used at the end of Minions over the credits. Well, to me, there's always been a clear distinction between a, a film, a TV show, and a commercial. Like, the, there's one that's a commercial, and there's one that's art. And I know art exists in commercials, especially all my art department friends in the commercial world. <laughs> yeah, you're about to lose all your work. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, remember we have Patreon guys uh, out there If you haven't done your Patreons yet You can count on Quest to bring more life into your life that's our spirit of service. All right, so <laughs> let's put a little, let's put a lovely bow on this. Um, I'm still not into hearing a Beatles song used to shill other products. That's I don't think that's why those songs are written. Um, if it gets a younger generation into the group, that's good. Uh, but old man here is still cranky about it. Yeah, I'll take a slightly different view in that I am all for the Beatles being rediscovered by other generations. But I think the notion that being in an Airbnb commercial helps egg that on is bullshit. People know who the Beatles are. They're aware who they are. Uh, I, I know a lot. There's kids in my kids class who already know and like the Beatles. They have little Beatles t-shirts too. These are other 
Well, they six, saw that seven. Loves commercial, I think, right? Well, but that's what they did, and they're still wearing diapers. They're they're <laughs> seven, eight years old, and they're still in diapers because that's how much the commercial moved them to not learn how to use a toilet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think younger generations' uh, knowledge of the Beatles hinges on being in ads. And I, I do think it's really frustrating when Beatles music, I wince every time. Covers I can at least tolerate a little, but using actual masters has yeah. an, has an, has a whiff of commercialism. Now, Tony, to contradict myself for a moment, mm. you know, what is Beatles love in Vegas? That is controlled Beatles commercialism. You know what? What? That's what self promotion, though. That's like George singing about Obla di Obla da in Savoy Truffle. That's right. what I think. Or John singing about, uh, you know, the walruses, Paul giving fan clues and silly stuff in Glass Onion. Yeah, and that's a I, show. That That's not a, yeah, okay, you could say it's a commercial for the Beatles, but yeah. So was uh, John Lennon doing his commercials for Walls and Bridges on the radio, you know? like Yes, so, it, it, but, but Tony, like even something like... Did we need to rebuy Revolver, all of us listening to the show? Did well, yeah. we need to rebuy Abbey Road and the White Album and Sgt. Pepper? Are these ultimate, I'm not talking about the, about the unreleased stuff. Mm. Are these ultimate mixes so essential uh, that we as fans must hear them? Or did we do okay with the old stuff? That is a, every Beatles reissue of which I pre-order the second it gets released, uh, I get an email from the Beatles, the bone phone rings and the pre-order goes in is basically how it works. Three, four, ding, dong, ding, dong. Hey, welcome back. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, it is It is difficult to bemoan the Beatles as a corporate entity too much when, by God, 62 to 66 and 67 to 70 now have a universal label on the back covers. <laughs> yeah, you were talking about the universal label earlier, uh, off off the air. So what is but so what does that mean? That's just that like how many times are they going to change it around and we're rebuying it? Is that that is in the same pig pen as selling out as doing all you need is loves and shit like that? I think it's in the same uh, sphere as licensing the original masters because mm. yeah, the music exists just fine. Younger generations don't need the exquisite, and I mean exquisite, Giles Martin, Sgt. Pepper remix from 2017 to go, oh, this is a good album. <laughs> Be better separation of, of you know, the, the, the sitar is not going to make people go, oh, maybe I enjoy this. So every time Beatles materials reissued and reissued, that is, how is that any more or less commercial than selling the rights to their songs to a company? Okay. I Everything's mean, corporate now. And I say that as a borderline socialist on many, many, many issues. I'm not a full-on socialist. I'm probably a borderline socialist. Should we be talking about this? I'm going to move <laughs> on. <laughs> and that's been Food for Thought with TJ Shanoff. Let's move on. We got a letter from Beetle Robin. Hey, UBP. I've been seeing more and more of these AI-generated Beatles covers, mostly Paul singing other big hits like God Only Knows or John and Paul singing each other's solo songs. I was wondering if this was on your radar at all, TJ and Tony, and if it's something worth talking about. Robin. 
Well, Robin, thanks for giving us something to talk about. <laughs> How about loves, loves, loves? <laughs> yeah, now selling Love's Diapers, the Untitled Beatles podcast. Get our logo on your child's uh, bottom. You can't Bonnie rate to wear them. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, wait, 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 rewrite, rewrite. You can't, Bonnie, wait to wear them. <laughs> it's funny. No, 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 no. It go, it's the old comedy adage, bad jokes are funnier with a speech impediment. <laughs> that was a kid. That was a kid. Not a speech. <laughs> definitely worth talking about, Robin. Thank you for writing. I, I will say I've definitely been avoiding these. I have Me no too. desire, right? Yeah. I think we're on the same page about this. I think even Casey's on the same page with us on this. I think we were a little, we, we're not eagerly jumping into the AI uh, deep end, so to speak. So based on Robin's inquiry, I decided to give a couple. I only listened to like three how many, how many have you heard, do you think? I'm, I'm kind of against it because I feel like it's going to take all of our jobs away in the next half decade. So I'm, I'm, I'm scared by it, and I think everyone should be scared by it. Yeah. It's, it's why we support our friends who are striking right now, and it's scary as fuck. And I was... This is Captain Midnight. Robots are your friends. Repeat. Robots are your friends. This is Captain Midnight. Okay, so I listened. Three, two, one. Yeah, so I listened to like three. I saw that there were things like the Beatles singing Mr. Blue Sky, ELO, the Beatles singing Bohemian Rhapsody, things like that. Uh, there's this one guy, it's like an 18 minute video. It's like 15 minutes of him, like, you know, talking to the camera, explaining why, influencing me <laughs> on how like this AI John song like made him cry or whatever, oh, you know. Man. I just couldn't do it. I can't do anything where you're talking at me for... <laughs> just uh-uh. Don't talk at me. Content, bro. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do get it. I do get it. Uh, there was that one mashup Casey did with a theme from Brian's song mixed with the Punky Brewster performing CPR. Oh, yeah. Okay, open the airway. Good, Punky. Is she breathing now? Not yet. Okay. <sighs> That one brought me to tears. That one was so well produced, it took hours to produce, and every time I play it, I think, it could be better! (laughs) (laughs) So I listened to John, a a version of John, singing Here, There, and Everywhere. In full disclosure, we're not going to drop these. Um, I think for just out of principle... The way news outlets should handle serial killers. Uh, (laughs) We're treating uh, drops. No names. Yeah. Yeah. AI. Uh, So this is like fan stuff. All right. So this fan, he used like, he didn't even use the real backing track. It's this like really syrupy version of here, there and everywhere. There's an audience in there. It's real scronky and, and glitchy in places. Yeah. It sounded like John singing it kind of. He gets like out of tempo at one point again these are these are like this is fanfic basically so you you know get what you expect and obviously the technology it's not crystal clear it's not going to sound anything like you know it should it's going to sound scronky and mp3 sounds like and free as a bird in real love it's <laughs> the original <laughs> Jeff Lynn's the original AI <laughs> he is
I mean, let's to, to be clear, AI's been with us since like the late 50s. They've been trying to make machines that act like humans since the 50s. We are just now with the internet and computers and being able to separate vocals and stuff like that. We're now actually able to kind of get closer to things like this. Deep fakes, all that crap. Hey, uh, we're off air for a sec, right? Uh, let's let's press that dump button, buddy. Here's a topical reference. Would you do Rosie, that Jetsons <laughs> robot? Kind of, you know, the Alice of the future. You know, Rosie. You know what I'm talking about? Rosie, yeah, the, Rosie the robot from the Jetsons. Yeah, yeah she, she kind of gray. She moves around, vacuums a lot of shit. Quiet down, shorty. So, and then after all this scronk and all this blah, blah, it ends with like this applause at the end. It's almost like it's almost as if like the crowd is applauding this AI thing that just happened. And it just sounded dumb. Like like get back like a thanks mo applause moment. I haven't heard this. No, nah, you know what it is. I think whatever the original track that this person used was like an orchestral track without lyrics, and he threw John Lennon's you know fake vocal over it. No. Anyway, I was not impressed. I was like, okay, I'm not super scared yet. Honestly, I, I, I much preferred hearing Sean Lennon processing John's voice. He does this version of uh, Hold On John. He's in the studio, Sean Lennon, working with a guy, and he's, got a, he's wearing a Steely Dan shirt, his Dude's producer. Dude's my hero. <laughs> I, I looked for that shirt on Etsy right away. <laughs> Yeah, man. But yeah, they put they put John's vocal through a vocoder effect, and it it sounds pretty cool at times. Hold on, John. John, hold on. It's gonna be all right. You're gonna win the fight. And, and okay, two things to that. One, it sounded to me. Like if Stevie Wonder got a hold of John Lennon vocals, it has. It's kind of like what Stevie Wonder does in some on some of his oh, stuff, right? The or did he, right, like in the seventies and stuff. Yeah, seventies th- through the early eighties. Yeah, but it's just yeah. certainly that seventies time. Um, but also, I mean, he definitely did it to the kids on the Cosby Show. You know. Well, and let's see. <laughs> <laughs> never fails. <laughs> Okay, and then the other one that I checked out um, was Paul singing How Do You Sleep? I wanted to hear that. Yeah, someone has done that. They had to. It was called How Do I Sleep? And I was like, okay, this could be fun, you know? But uh, again, it was really glitchy in places. I think it was done by the same guy that did, same person that did Here, There, and Everywhere. Um, This time, at least, they used the original track, the backing track. But it's it's totally messed up. It's it's he doesn't sing how do I sleep? He still sings how do you sleep? It's still glitchy, it's scronky. And then he's like singing over the, the the verse, he's singing over the guitar solo, and then they go into the chorus too early, just like in the yellow submarine. Like it's a mess. It's a it's it's like a legit AI mess. Maybe it was edited for a Google commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Probably, man. So help me with this. Like, and again, I'm not as into fantasy Beatles. Paul began to unbutton his shoes. 
The scent was different, but I'd take it because I'd never been that close to a foot. <laughs> the point being, who wants to hear this? A lot of people do. A lot of I think honestly, dude, I think a lot of the the kids or whatever the Z's or whatever. I think that they're into this whole fantasy thing, you know. They're constantly making like fantasy compilations of the, you know, they're they're having fun with history, like we did a week or two ago, <laughs> like we did with the country album, yeah. right? I mean, it stems from that. Alternative facts. I don't know. I mean, this it sounds like Magic Alex is messing around with some of these. There's this whole channel called Beatles AI where I think they they're not trying to do, um, you know, John singing yesterday or things like that. They are just having AI create Beatles songs just based on information of, of Beatles music. And I stumbled across one that it's just weird. It's just like strange music where the meter is all over the place and the lyrics are incomprehensible because it's just like sounds and consonants and vowels and stuff. Oh, it's like when John Paul and Stevie Wonder were all on Coke and recording a, <laughs> yeah. a yeah, toot the, and a snore in 74. <laughs> Yeah. So did you listen to, what did you listen to? I didn't. I listened to none oh, of it. Oh, you didn't? No. You didn't I, listen to I, any I, of it? I, I don't, it scares the hell out of me. And it's a little, the whole AI thing, it's a little, I use the, the Terry Hemmert philosophy here. Terry, we love you. Terry, mm. you are on Mount Rushmore and Chicago Radio. But, like, just because Joy Division may cover Dr. Robert doesn't mean anybody <laughs> ever needs to hear it. And that's where I stand. That, that, that sounds cool, though. But, I mean, to be <laughs> no. fair, Joy Division, that would be pretty cool. Oh, this is a, a OMD doing girl. I, nobody has <laughs> ever asked to hear this. It's always new wave artists. <laughs> God bless me. I like OMD a lot. But yeah, AI, yeah. AI scares me enough, Tony, where, you know, I don't, I don't want my news faked, you know, the same people yeah. who screaming fake news are the ones reveling in the ability to change the truth at the drop of their whim. Um, yeah, I, want, yeah. I, I, I struggle enough in reality. I want to reinforce my reality. I don't want to reinforce um, a, a fake world. I'm not here for that. Yeah, man, I told, I, I definitely get that. I, I do. I think I'm okay with aspects of AI. Sometimes I think of it as maybe a thesaurus, something I consult a lot when I'm doing writing and stuff like that. Um, as long as it's assisting the art in some way and not like solely creating it, you know, I don't think someone's an artist if they just like type in two words and then put it into AI and it's like, oh, masterpiece. Um I don't, I'm not sure that's art. It, it, it could be a component of art. You have to do some, I think you have to just do another step on it. And maybe we're getting into Andy Warhol territory here, but, uh, but that's satire too, Tony, that, and that satire, satire yeah. and understanding zeitgeist and commercialism and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, that said, I do think that original artists should get compensated regardless. That's, I believe that with sampling. I believe that with, uh, yeah, any of the Warhol kind of things that are going on with copyrights. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think the original artist should get some form of compensation. Um, but I am, I am resistant to this whole Beatles AI thing. A, it's change. B, it's, it's inauthentic. It's counterfeit. Fake, in other words. And then I see whatever I, I like, is this the artist's intentions or if they're around, what do they approve of it? You know, I, you know, some artists are okay with sampling and others aren't or whatever. Um, but does it cheapen the artist's legacy, you know, to, to take like, yeah, to take a song and tweak it around to something I, I want to hear, you know? You know, at this point, legacy is such a nebulous concept, Tony. I mean, when you've got you know, the uh, limited purple edition, purple rain at target. Does that make Prince any less of a massive artist filled with integrity? No. I mean the, the George Harrison box set with the gnomes. I think it's important to look at that as commercial bullshit that doesn't cheapen the art. Yeah. We goof on it. We, you know, and we're allowed to, rip on that and satirize that all it's out of love it's all it's out of love for the original music of course of course yeah and i mean getting back to what you were talking about with like truth and this sort of a thing like look what's happened to the bible where you know these teachings Mm. are being used their quotes are being taken out of context to basically promote like othering of people that aren't like other people you know there's a lot of decent folk hiding their hate behind a book called the bible And we're seeing that with the United States, democracy, the Constitution. The people that are the loudest about being patriots are also like trying to ban your books and trying to control your body and trying to storm the Capitol. Like what? (laughs) And and they're 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 the flag people. (laughs) Like huh? So you know where am I going with this distortion? I'm talking about distortion. Like it might be fun to hear John singing "Long Tall Sally" or whatever. Or I I think those like you know a Nirvana T-shirt that's got a picture of Hanson on it. That's funny. But I mean, can you remember picking up a, a hard copy of The Onion and the headlines were just ridiculously funny yeah. and not like, is this an actual headline in the news? You know what I mean? Um, I'll just see, I was, remember that John Wayne commercial? It was a, it was a commercial for Coors Light and John Wayne is dead, but here's, <laughs> Wait, here's. Spoilers! <laughs> yeah. In real life, John, John Wayne is uh. dead. But then you're watching this Coors Light commercial and he comes out and he's like, yeah, where's my beer or whatever. What's the matter, guys? Lost? We're just looking for cold Coors Light, mister. How about that canteen up the street? Ah. Grab some seats. I'll buy you a beer, too. Coors Light. Dead John Wayne is now shilling Coors Light. And it's like, that's scary. You know, are we going to see AI George Harrison in political ads for Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene? Uh, is all you need is loves going to turn into all you need is guns. Hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm Bill Maher. Thank you so much. I'll be at the Ha Ha Shack in Las Vegas this weekend. Wow, real time gets better and better. I can't believe he had Tucker on for the whole hour. Our producer, Casey Baker. Thank you so much. Casey Baker, produce. For the Untitled Beatles podcast... It's been a very special, serious Beatles podcast. We want you to be careful when listening to the Beatles. Make sure you're actually listening to the Beatles and not a recycled, refracted, 
remixed, rejingered, rejongered. They're rejingering, baby. <laughs> Go ahead, baby. Version of the Fab Four. Here on the Untitled Beatles podcast, we only play the actual Fab Four. Please welcome the Fake Four. I'm John Lennon. The Untitled Beatles podcast is number one on my radio dial. Untitled Beatles podcast. Like and subscribe.